0: Today is Tuesday, June 19th, 2018, and you're listening to the official Vue News. I'm Adam Jar, And I'm Greg Pollack. Links to all the stories we talk about can be found in our weekly newsletter and on news.vuejs.org. The new Vue CLI can now produce two versions of your app. One modern bundle that targets the modern browsers that support ES modules and one legacy bundle for older browsers
1: that do not. This must mean that your modern bundle size is significantly smaller. It probably has better performance. Yep, it certainly does. And the modern or legacy bundle
0: is automatically loaded depending on the browser, which means there are no special deployment requirements.
1: Hmm. I have to imagine this opens the door to use even more recently implemented ECMAScript language syntax. That's awesome. We've mentioned Apollo and GraphQL on the podcast before.
0: Apollo is a family of tools that enables developers to use GraphQL, the data query language.
1: Yeah, and the documentation for using Apollo and GraphQL with UJS was just updated. What I noticed in the documentation that I hadn't seen before is the ability to create Apollo components. These are components that allow you to specify an existing query and then use a scoped slot to specify how to display that query. Okay, I'm a little lost. Yeah, it's a little hard to visualize. It's like using a data provider component, if you're familiar with that. Definitely check out the documentation if you want to take a look.
0: Community, that's CMTY, had its version 0.3.0 release.
1: This is the discussion platform made by the Nux Brothers to help open source maintainers and users work together collaboratively and
0: transparently. The new release has a refactored user experience, along with improved notification features, including email support, and better GitHub Sync.
1: Do you understand how Vue reactivity works under the hood of Vue.js?
0: Well, isn't that why we use Vue.js? So we don't need to know how?
1: (laughs) Yeah, but if you take the time to learn what's going on, the way Vue works starts to make more sense, which makes it easier to code it, debug it, extend it, or even write reusable components. And last week here at Vue Mastery, I decided it was time to put out my video and article for free, where we create reactivity from the ground up to understand how it works.
0: This is an important step on your journey to mastering Vue.js and really the power of
1: advanced programming algorithms. Check it out free over on viewmastery.com. There are a few ways to write desktop applications using Vue, and one I learned about this week is nw.js.
0: I think that was previously known as Node
1: WebKit. Right, and it lets you call Node.js modules directly from the DOM and create native apps on Windows, Linux, or OS X. Axel Martinez recently finished a video series on YouTube where he shows how to use Vue with nw.js to build an app called Heartbeat, which monitors server availability. We've mentioned VuePress a lot lately. It's a powerful yet minimal static site generator created by Evan Yu.
0: It's great for text-heavy sites, such as a documentation website, or really any similar content. If you're wondering how customizable it is for your needs, this week Derek Sozo shows you how to create a custom ViewPress theme in a new Medium tutorial. He covers best practices, how to structure your theme, and how to integrate a UI library like Vueutify for a fast layout creation.
1: If you're trying to use Vue.js at work and fighting against management, or you have a client you want to convince, You may want to point them towards Monorail's guide, which goes over which companies are using Vue.
0: Yeah, sounds like that could help. So which companies are using Vue?
1: Well, the website lists GitLab, NASA, Codeship, Adobe, Behance, and Nintendo, amongst others.
0: Universal JavaScript applications are apps that render full pages on the server and then hydrate a page when it loads within a single-page application.
1: Yeah, this is what Nuxt does. It allows you to get all the benefits of good SEO and faster page load times.
0: Right, but for dynamic applications that depend on API calls, you need to make sure all the data you need is fetched before the page is rendered and sent from the server. In an article on Zenden, our old friend Cable breaks down the four mechanisms Nux.js provides for populating asynchronous data prior to render.
1: Someday he'll be known as the artist formerly known as Cable. Right. <laughs> so what are the four ways?
0: Well you can use the nux-server-init hook, which is called on the server only, and populate store data that should be there on every page load. The fetch hook can also be used to initialize a Vuex store, but this is for page-specific data, not for data you'd need globally. You can also use middleware that lets you define custom functions that run before rendering a page or a group of pages. And finally, if you don't need to initialize your store but only want component-specific data, there's nux-async-data hook, which is called prior to rendering a page. The object it returns is merged with the data object for your component.
1: ViewPress is a static site generator. So how do you make changes to the content in a ViewPress site? Well, modifications to a ViewPress site
0: are done on the code base, which then needs to be redeployed when changes are made.
1: Right. But sometimes you may want to make changes inside of it to pages using a CMS, especially for like non-technical members of your team.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: But it doesn't come with a CMS. (laughs) Right. Though, if you're in this situation, you might want to check out Andre Liam's tutorial on building a ViewPress site with the Netlify CMS. This has a built-in admin login and CMS, which, when you update a page through the CMS, it triggers a build.
0: Nice. So your hosting is on Netlify?
1: Right. You're going to be hosted on Netlify, and your authorization and CMS is all set up for you, and their free plan might be all you ever need. Powerful. More and more people are talking about NativeScript. This is the framework to build mobile iOS and Android applications with JavaScript. It's free to use and has a Vue.js starter kit.
0: Andre Liam walks through creating a simple NativeScript Vue app in a new tutorial, which begins by using the NativeScript CLI to create a Vue starter template. And then Andre covers some stumbling blocks you might run into upon your build. He then shows you how to use Vue Router to switch views and implement some initial simple components.
1: In Vue.js applications, I typically use the router link directive to push to different pages in my app. Avoiding a full page reload. Right. But what about when you're loading dynamic HTML, perhaps, that the user entered that might have hyperlinks, you know, like an a href to parts of your application?
0: Right. href is going to trigger full page reload,
1: right? Right. So you need some way to intercept those links
0: or really intercept the clicks on those links.
1: Right. And Dennis Ryman discusses two solutions to this issue in a blog post this week. He shows how to intercept clicks, prevent the default behavior which would reload the page, and use the router to push to the new location instead.
0: This podcast is sponsored by View Mastery.
1: And if you haven't yet fit your mind around scope slots and render props to create powerful view components, Today I released my View Mastery lesson on just this topic.
0: This is inside your Advanced Components paid course.
1: Right, and starting next week, this course will have additional bonus commentary by Evan Yu discussing View Internals. If you subscribe before
0: Friday of this week, you can get 25% off an annual membership by using the coupon code
1: PODCAST that's coupon code podcast, you'll get 25% off and we give $35 of your subscription right back to the Vue.js project itself. Thanks for listening to the Vue.js podcast. Be sure to tune in every week for the latest news in the Vue community.